There have never been more options for your next vehicle, but the right choice has never been clearer. That's because Toyota has a high-performing hybrid built for your exact needs, like the stylish all-new Camry XSE Hybrid and Venza, the spacious Highlander and all-new Sienna with more cargo space, and the fuel-efficient and high-performing RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota hybrids save you time and money, filling up less often at the gas station. And of course, all with 10-year, 150,000-mile warranty on new models. Take the next step. Visit Toyota toyota.com slash hybrid or your local Toyota dealership to learn more. ¿Qué tal amigos? Mi nombre es Roman Rojas y Tremenda Vaina es el podcast donde te contamos cuatro historias que desafían la realidad. De las cuatro historias solamente una es mentira. ¿Cuál será? En el último episodio de Tremenda Vaina te contamos de un muchacho en China que vendió una parte de su cuerpo para comprarse un iPad. ¿Será verdad? ¿Será mentira? Suscríbete en iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify o tu plataforma favorita. También nos puedes seguir en Twitter, Instagram o Facebook. Okay, guys, first question for season eight. Mm. Uh, yes. So even though this probably was one of the weirdest summers we've ever had um, in history, what was your favorite memory of summer 2020? Frank? Oh. oh, my God. Uh, my favorite memory was uh, Rachel wanted to go um, bake somewhere. She Not, not in smoking. Wait, wait, what? Get baked or baked? She wanted to go get a tan. And she told me, Frank, take me somewhere uptown where I can get a tan. So I took her to my, you know, the nicest park uptown, which is Fort Trying. And I saw Rachel go from a white lobster to a red lobster like in four hours. <laughs> I did not get red, Frank. <laughs> it was amazing. Damn, it must have been like sunny that day. I never I never got burnt from like standing in Fort Trying Park. Well, I was for trying to get some good sun. You know what I'm saying? It's beautiful where we went. Frank took me to a really wonderful part of the park. Not like your side, Jamie. No offense. Well, okay. The renovated side. (laughs) Speaking of my side of the Fort Trying Park, um, the uh, that was where my memory, my favorite memory was, because I had a surprise park birthday. Yeah, gathering, I guess you could call it. I don't even know it was a party. Um, and there was a bunch of people. You guys were there. I was totally surprised. I didn't even know. And people were, we, you know, everybody was like totally not social distancing. But it was cool because it was like, you know, it was for a good cause. My birthday. Um, so, <laughs> so that definitely stood out as uh, my favorite memory of, of summer 2020. Well, thanks right. for stealing my memory, Jamie. It was your birthday party. It was the climax of my summer. Uh, wow. Okay. Uh, no, I'm just, I did have a great time, though. And it was so nice because that was like the first time where we saw each other, all of us. That was the first time I saw months and months. That was the first time I saw people in like three, four or five months. Same yeah. first time I got in an Uber. It was really scary. Yeah, I was still kind of uncut. There were certain like people hugging me, and I was like, I don't know if I'm ready for that yet. <laughs> that was, was funny because, like... yeah, there was an announcement made. Like, I remember when I walked in, somebody's like, hey, we're hugging. And I was like, oh, okay. I didn't get the memo, but no. <laughs> Jerry Diaz kissed me on the cheek. I was like, I'm not ready for that, dude. I don't know where you've been, bro. <laughs> but thank you for coming. Rachel, what was your favorite memory? Oh, okay, yeah, because we could talk about your birthday all day long. Um, You know what, like, my favorite memory of the summer was, aside from just family time, is beach time. You know, I got away to the beach, and, like, it was a little different this year because Mama wore a bikini this oh, year for hello. the first time in her life ever. <laughs> ever. Look, I gone wild. 
Yo, my bikini fashion is on point. Stay tuned to my Instagram if you want to see it, chichos and all. I'm so excited. Two pieces are like the best thing ever. And thick girls out there, you know what? You could wear them too. I'm ashamed and I feel bad that I never wore them until now. Wow, these were some great memories, guys. The Latinos Out Loud podcast. Oh! That felt good. Oh my god. You guys. You had to get all that all those yo's out of your system. The yo's have been trapped for so long. I mean, I did get to do a few on the preview episode, um, but they've been trapped inside of this cave for a while. Tell me about it. A lot of caves up in here. But yo, what's up, everybody? It's the Latinos Out Loud podcast, season eight. Hi, it's your friend to the end, Rachel La Loca. This is Jay Ferns. This is Frank Nibs. Oh, my God. Um, This is crazy. Season eight, making it great. Wait, that's like the old Pizza Hut slogan. But still, we can use it, you know, for right now. You love old jingles and slogans. You have like a great. Yeah, that's that's it, that's impressive. It's a skill. It's a yeah. It's a useless skill. But um, yeah, wow, this is crazy though. I uh, it's been uh, I think we're coming off our longest our longest break ever. I think we are. And uh, if I may say something, you know, we all introduced ourselves. It's nice to see you guys. There's piece of the puzzle missing here though unless unless i'm wrong unless i'm on like summer break mode still no you're right well, you're right you're yeah right. i'm not smelling heavy bo somebody's not here <laughs> oh that's usually here is that what it is the bo's <laughs> missing you're right i was gonna yeah you're right it smells so no but it, 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 Lavender. it you know it's a it's the bo that we're we've come accustomed to that we're used to and um yeah that it's a it, missing ingredient that's not here and what what, what, what is it? What is it? It's, uh, it's B.O. with an A.G. sandwiched in between. Ah. And, uh, you know, he puts the B.O. in Bago. And, um, <laughs> so Bago wasn't in our preview. And um, I, I haven't talked to any listeners, but I'm pretty sure whoever heard our preview show for season eight was wondering, hey, uh, I don't think I heard uh, Juan Bago on that. So now we have an answer. Hmm. We have a pre-recorded answer. A pre-recorded answer? This is very like, <laughs> I, feel like we're in court. I feel like we're in court and we're like, we have a pre-recorded <laughs> message. Yeah. We want the jury to hear. Uh, Honor, so I'd yeah, like let's submit evidence A, pre-recorded <laughs> message from a bootleg iPhone. <laughs> let's hear it. Hola. Habla Juan Bago aquí. Eh, quiero decir algo a ustedes. Town spoken Spanish on the Latinos Out Loud podcast. Bucket list is set. What's up, all the Latino Out Louders, or better known as the Alaros? I'm here uh, speaking from Sedonia. Other people call it Sedonia. Um, I'm informing you that I'm not returning back to season. Eight. Uh, I'm not gonna say goodbye. 
Instead, I'm going to say, see you later. I have to thank you because it has been an amazing journey. Seven seasons. Um, I know I was being really, really good with numbers, but I, I lost count of me. I think it was like 141 episodes. Um, but I, st- I want to first start by saying thank you very, very much uh, to Rachel, who accepted to do the research to come back and say, yes, let's do the Latinos Out Loud podcast late 2016. And from the first fake episode, which was with Brian's, uh, we knew that we had something extremely special. And it has. Um, thank you so, 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 so much to Rosie, who was our first producer back in that harmonic. Um, and to Francis, who's currently producing the podcast. It's impossible to create the content that we do without the help of all the interns, including Tibby, rest in peace. The magic is created with everybody and the team. Um, but one thing I can say is no matter what, the Latinos Out Loud podcast has a special magic and spirit that it doesn't matter who the host is. Um, you always feel like you're listening to a conversation in the living room. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I want to thank the co-hosts, uh, Frank, with your Frank Spiracy News, uh, Jaime, for your, uh, um, shit, I didn't write down, I'm thankful for Jamie, he'll probably get back to me, um, that doesn't matter, uh, what does matter is that we have had uh, a great, 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 great journey. Well, the live shows, uh, the hundredth episode, and you listeners made it happen, and that's what counts. You are an extension. You're like the sixth person on the court, um, and I think for that, the podcast is in great hands and is going to continue until Frank. Jamie and Rachel are a senior citizen, and they're going to probably do the first episode uh, from Mars. So until I see you again, see you later. Wow. Wow. I, 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 uh, I wasn't ready for that, even though I knew I had heard the message before. Yeah. <laughs> I knew, and he had told us all in, in person. Um, but that hearing it on that message, on that um, v- very, uh, you know, social quality uh, uh, message. Uh, it's, it, it still hurts. It's hurting me right now. Um, but this is a big thing. I mean, we're joking, but Juan Bago is the, uh, one of the originals. LOL. It was, it was him, him, you, Rachel. Yep. Still um, here. Still here. Um, and you guys uh, started it. It was a seed in, in both of your brains and you um, turned it into an award-winning podcast. Mm. Oh my gosh. When you say it like that, I just want to thank the little people that brought me here and made it possible. Um, no, I mean, <laughs> yo, on the real, hearing the message, like you said, it is an effervescent reminder that we, um, our unit has changed 
You know what I'm saying? We, the unit that we had for so long, for eight seasons, for over 150 episodes, was so strong and beautiful. And what we created is magical. I'm so thankful to Bago for that conversation that we had in the Starbucks around my way. Um, and I'm thankful that he didn't listen to my hard headedness at first and was like, do your research. And then I did. Um, and, you know, he was such a integral part of this puzzle. And uh, like you said, he planted a seed that we now like, you know, have been, I'm not going to make these plant references over and over, but we've been fermenting <laughs> and uh, cultivating and, the seed. And growing. And growing. And now we're like this beautiful Latin podcast rose because of all the contributions of not only Bago, but everybody who's touched this seed and added water or sunshine or talk to it because you should talk to your plants. So, you know, <laughs> here we are at a new crossroads, almost a new beginning. And where blossoming gonna- and blossoming. Yeah, continue with the references because I ran out. Um, and and I can't wait for the greenhouse effect of mm, what we that, one makes that sense, no, but... it doesn't really make that's a bad uh, yeah, thing. The that analogy, effect. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's not a good <laughs> well, Bago had somewhat of a greenhouse effect on us, but anyway, thank you to Bago and to everybody. You know, it's season eight. We got some new stuff, right, Frank? You have any words? Any no, reactions? Yo, hold on, Bago's in Sedona, I believe, right? And I yeah, that's why Bago's recorded that. It, it sounded like he was trying not to wake uh, Sophie up. Yeah. It's not like he recorded it right after she fell asleep and was like in the bedroom and he's in the corner like, so yeah, I just, um, I just want to tell everybody, you know, I'm going to miss the show. But I'm like, he's, he, you know, we'll definitely have him in, in sometime this season and, and, we'll, and, and we'll have him in better quality and we'll talk to him. But um, yeah, he is on vacation in Arizona right now. Wow. He's been going to Arizona like for the last three, four years. I wonder what he's finding around there. I heard he's working around Area 51 a lot. He tells me he goes out to the desert out there a lot. <laughs> it's a long hikes out there so i hope he's finding something interesting out there that he we, he could share with me you know down the road i mean look i'm i'm you know we're gonna miss him i'm gonna miss him he's a he was you know it's like voltron if you take one of those people out of voltron it's gonna affect Vol- voltron's probably gonna walk with a little limp you know what i mean if you take yeah. one of people out. Right. um so you know we're gonna find our groove uh without him but um we did have a you know we had a great uh, four-person team with him you know and we really kind of we we were all in the same rhythm and we, we all had the same like great chemistry and you don't just find that anywhere so we love Bago um, and we hope you know uh, you know he's gonna be doing his thing so uh, he's you know he, he's not leaving on a on a somber tip he's just he's going on and doing his thing and um, we'll we'll support him along the way and like Rachel said, we're going to have some some guest co-hosts, though, this season. Um, definitely not filling his place, but giving their own kind of uh, their own strengths to our show. You know what I mean? And yeah. um, I think that's going to be fun. Oh, so exciting. Wait a minute. Don't, don't you guys have a film coming out right now talking about Bagos doing big things? Well, yeah, well, I mean, we could talk about that. I still don't know if I've been if I haven't been cut out of the film yet. Oh, uh, <laughs> so i don't know i need to find out the intel on that before uh, no but it's uh vampires of the bronx was announced it's gonna air on netflix on october, oh shit beginning of october so um and bago's in that i like i said i have a scene a quick scene i'm hoping it's not cut but it's it's it has uh it's a latino 
film set in in the Bronx and wow. um, filmed in the Bronx by uh, one of our guests, uh, Oswald Rodriguez. Oswald Rodriguez, right? Directed. Shout out, shout out to Oz, directed it and wrote it, and uh, so we'll talk more about that when it comes out. But yeah, that that should be fun. Dope. That should be a fun thing, and so. So yeah, Bago, um, we'll miss you. You're always in our hearts. Um, okay. Next segment. <laughs> well, you know, also before we start the season, um, now that we've spoken about that, um, I want to just give a quick shout out to Tibby, who you guys know is no longer with us. Um, there is an episode that we dedicated to him that we recorded over the summer. So check that out if you want to hear some great memories. Um, and you know, uh, that's another piece that's missing this season. And we're going to come together and we're always going to live his memory and keep it living. But, you know, it's it's a piece that hurts right now. It's still like, uh, it's like missing. Um, but shout out to Tibby's family, um, who we were also in contact with over the summer. And uh, just a quick prayer goes out to Tibby. We miss you so much. We love you. We miss you, Tibby. Thank you to the uh, to the to the uh, to the listeners that have hit me up and asked about Tibby and asked how we're doing. I really appreciate it. Desiree from Arizona, Desiree Para Garcia. You know who you are. She always hits me up. She always sees how we how we're doing. Some of the other listeners. I mean, think about it. I mean, we were doing some of our like first quarantine episodes in Tibby's apartment. You know, like it, our it just... last recorded episode was in Tibby's yeah, apartment. Um... We left our equipment there, thinking we were going to see him the following week. Man, so yeah, man. it just shows you uh, like, yeah. I mean, it just shows you like how how crazy you know. Um, you know, one day someone is 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 uh, is here, and the other day, the next day, they're not. But uh, we love him. We miss him, and um, definitely, um, R.I.P. Tibby. Yes, you sir. Know, it was an experience that you know we also learned from. I know I did, and uh, I took some of those fears this summer on top of COVID, on top of everything else going on. And honestly, you guys, I just said fuck it. I just said like fuck it to my fears. Like w- when everything came to a bubble. Um, it just occurred to me that I just needed to say, fuck it. Like everything <laughs> about everything. Like, fuck mm-hmm. it. Seriously. Like, n- fuck it. Like fuck do it. what you got to do. And for everything else, fuck it in a bucket. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like I, this summer I did things that were so atypical. I think we all did because of COVID and everything we're experiencing. But man, I, I really like try to flip that script and, you know, not instill any of these fears or terrible feelings onto my children and i've been bonding the hell uh out of a bond with these boys i, I mean i'm like momming to the max and i don't say that in a bad way you know i have my moments of course um but like i've really been with them and i'm like thankful because you guys know my infertility story like those moments that um I'll be very honest, like those moments that come to a head when i'm just like i'm gonna pull my fucking hair out you know i'm always like I, at one point, was told I would never have children. How lucky am I that I have these two? They're so good to me, you know? 
they're so good to me, you guys. Oh my God, this is an emotional episode for me, I could tell. Uh, mm. I'm going to try to turn it down on the emotion. But I've been bonding with them and everybody out there who's also momming and dadding and uncling and anting and grandmaing and grandpaing, you know, keep it up, man. Keep that bond strong. Talk to each other about what's happening. That's what's been working in my family. We've been overly communicative through this whole process and it's really helped. And even with my parents, I have never spoken so much to my parents like <laughs> wow yeah and you know what that comes with you know what i'm saying a little bit of salt a little bit of pepper heavy on the salt you know what i mean uh, sometimes things get salty i love my dad to death but you know he's a jewish father he's a jewish father guys and i have a dominican mother so you guys know how it is um pero i mean after a hundred days of not seeing them and i was counting um it felt really good to reunite with them too and to just have my village back i don't know about you guys how was how was your summer jamie frank yeah i mean you know you definitely get cabin fever you know um and then you start up like you know your neighborhood is like the only outside world for a while um and then eventually started taking some of the covid training wheels off you know what i mean i, I made it went to the beach in it. <laughs> i went I to like the beach that. one like time it. you know what i mean and then i was like oh i'm at the beach and then i think i ate um i ate an outdoor pf changs in, in uh upstate in, in somewhere in new york upper new york not obviously in the city and i was like oh wow i'm sitting in a in a outdoor restaurant for the first time in a long time you know and but even when you know even doing all that i'm still in my mind like semi like paranoid and freaking out in a way because i'm like yo i hope this wages ain't got no shit right now uh, <laughs> you better just be giving me this you know uh these uh, uh egg rolls you know what i mean i don't want anything more than that uh, don't don't give me an extra uh corona on my um i don't want no covid calamari okay <laughs> 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 yeah, let's just keep the chicken lo mein, you know, without any uh, <laughs> any COVID juice. No, but I mean, like, it, it is kind of like you got to kind of have to learn how to feel comfortable outdoors again. And I'm still not 100% there. I feel like the only, you know, even if I was hiking with like no one near me, I'm still like, I don't know if this is, I feel like I'm the anti-Frank because Frank is like, nah, I, 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 you know, I'll walk anywhere yo, with anybody. I mean, you know, guys, you know me, man. This this whole COVID thing, I've been going downtown. I've been seeing my town. I've been seeing Fifth Avenue, Madison Avenue. I've been walking, seeing all the stores boarded up. I've been taking it all in, man. It's been an it's been it's been an experience, so to say the least. Frank been breaking into Broadway theaters and shit. Are you performing you know? at least, or just yeah. breaking in? He just breaking in. He's like, yo, I went to see, ha uh, I went to the Hamilton Theater, but like nobody was there and shit. But I just. You know, I just walked around the theater and shit, and then I and then I snuck back out. Well, like, guys, the other day in the city, <laughs> I ate at an outdoor cafe uptown, and I mean, I mean, I'm literally eating on the street. Like, oh there's, my rat, God. there's rats passing by, the cars almost hitting you. It's it's I mean, it's an experience, so to speak, right now in New York. Yeah, the New <laughs> outdoor dining experience is very unique, you know, because you are gonna get little like creatures walking. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. That used to happen even before COVID. Like, I don't know if any of you ever been to the um, Shake Shack in Madison Square Park. Oh, it's yes. A shake, in the park, there's a Shake Shack. There's seats in the park. At night, there's little mice 
running around and nobody little? did no little tiny yeah there's no rat not little man well and when i when i ate there once there was a bunch of like baby mice just like running <laughs> back and forth and nobody was reacting to them everybody was just eating their burgers like without a care in the world and i was like had my legs up on the <laughs> on the chair i started doing the meditating <laughs> pose and shit i was like yo i don't what if they go up my my pant leg and shit but nobody <laughs> so i feel like new york is just unfazed by by outdoor dining you know what i mean you're right man you're right <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how people just be out there eating with that carbon monoxide flavor all in their food. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's not by me. No, thank you. <laughs> I'll be dining inside in my apartment for a long time moving forward. Did any of you guys, uh, protesting was big this, this summer. Yeah, um, man. And uh, did any of you guys do any other protesting? See, look, I respect real protesters, right? There were people, though, that were, like, calling me up and saying, hi, do you guys want to protest on Sunday at 1 p.m.? Like, it was brunch. Right. And I'm like, that's not the way to protest. Like, it's not, like, a trendy thing. It's like, it's either you're down, a pro- if you're, it's either you want to protest and that's what you do, or you're like, no, I think I'm going to just stay home. I, just, I don't think there's a middle ground. Like, yeah, I'll protest for, like, 30 minutes, but then I got to go, and then I got to go to, like, a baby shower. You know what I mean? You can't right, right, right. I think it's become like a dating strategy because some of my girlfriends, I've heard them say like, oh my God, so we went on a protest date and he spelled his picket sign wrong. And I was like, good night. You know, so I think it's a, it's a thing. I think it's a thing. <laughs> yeah. I would ask the wrong questions in a protest. I'd be like, yo, where are we, like, where are we walking to? Do you know? Like, where's going to be the final destination? And is it next to any trains that I can take back uh, uptown? I just, because I don't think anybody would really give you that sort of information. They're just very, they're very into um you know the protesting part of it which look again i i respect but some of these protesters remember occupy wall street they literally occupy wall street overnight they they stay they people were like yo i'm gonna be homeless for a month to get my point across that is that takes dedication so all you kind of like fair weather protesters i like to do it just to get instagram pics and you want people to see that you're like very you know you're very woke no stop (laughs) stop it it's not about that all right Yo, but B- BLM was in the Heights about two, three days ago, guys. Oh, uh, they were uptown? They were uptown in the Heights, man. They came from New Jersey. They went by the George Washington Bridge, and they went straight to the 34th Precinct, man. And they got, they got heated up there, man. It got crazy. I couldn't hear it, probably, because in my neighborhood, the, 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 the sound of merengue music drowns everything out. So, we're, well. you know, we're still in the ends of summer. So, like, we still got the music playing very loud around, around my way. Merengue matters, people. Merengue matters. <laughs> hey, guys, the 4th of July up in the cities were crazy, man. This summer was wild with the fireworks, man. Oh, Rachel, did you experience the, 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 the firework? Like, it was like two months of fireworks. Did I experience it? Yes, at 3 o'clock in the morning. It's like right outside <laughs> my window. It was 4th of July every day, and I really can't understand it. Well, I kind of can because I took it to Twitter, and I found out what was happening, Frank. Ooh. You know, with the NYPD and the fireworks and all of that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, mm-hmm. it was just like very obnoxious. I'm talking like three in the morning. Like who's who's the lone who's like the person just lighting M80s at three in the morning? I want to know. I'm curious. I want an interview. They sounded like dynamites, guys. Those weren't M80s. M80s, M90s. They're probably M1000s. I don't know. <laughs> My dog has PTSD because of what happened over the summer. Anytime I take off my shoes, he jumps now. <laughs> the only thing that drowned it out was when I put uh, my headphones on and I put some uh, 
the best of Latinos Out Loud on. Um, that's the perfect thing when you hear uh, late night fireworks in your neighborhood and you want to drown them out. Listen to some Latinos Out Loud. Is that the perfect thing? <laughs> you need noise canceling headphones to really make it. Just listen to our <laughs> podcasts all day. It'll help. And guys, now it's time for Bochiche Bites. All right. I've been waiting all day. Ay. I've been waiting all night. Ay. I've been waiting all day. Ay. Bochiche Ay. Bites. Ay. I've been waiting all day. Bochiche. Ay. I've been waiting all night. Ay. I've been waiting all day. Bochiche. Ay. Bochiche. Ay. Bites. Ay. Ay. What up, what up, what up, what up? Hi, Hiya. Wow, this is season eight. The yeah. first uh, Bochincha Bites of season eight. This is exciting. Bite it. Bite, bite it. <laughs> Take a bite out of crime. Yes. Take a oh, bite God. out of Bochincha. Um, <laughs> the, uh, this summer, I, I think I was saying this in the preview episode, this summer has so many stories that we missed, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, you know, it, it was just like every time I saw a story, um, like entanglement became a word, you know, mm-hmm. shout out to Will and Jada. Uh, <laughs> and I was telling you, J-Lo was trying to buy the Mets, you know, her love don't cost a thing, but the Mets cost $4.6 billion. Um, and she uh, she just was slightly, slightly short. She was too. She was like two billion short. So it was a money thing? No, she actually wasn't that short. She was like, yeah, it was a money thing. They, her and A-Rod were like very, any other owner, if they would have bid against any other owner, they would have won. But they were bidding against this guy who's worth like $14 billion or something. Dang! You don't think it's because like, okay, here are two hardcore Bronx bomber fans trying to buy the Mets. Like, what's your motive? You know? First of all, first of all. Because she was trying to front like her parents were Mets fans. Uh, that's was the reason fan. yeah my dad loves tomato juice but it's not in my refrigerator because i don't like it it's disgusting i'm not a fan uh it just wasn't meant to be i mean i think she just wanted to like be able to say like i own a baseball team what you know yeah um but i'm you know it, that's a whole nother thing i'm, I'm one that makes sense i just know? want somebody as a Mets fan that spends money and so I don't. Uh, a Rod seems like he'd be like very cheap, you know. Like frugal. Frugal. Yeah. yeah. Like Jennifer, he'd be like, do we need that? <laughs> Jennifer, do we need back? <laughs> Jennifer, maybe we can get a center fielder next year, okay? A <laughs> Rod doesn't even have an accent. I don't know why I'm giving, we're giving him an accent. Uh, <laughs> like a little slight. I mean, not that I stalk them on her Instagram page or on Chef Kelvin's. Yeah. What? But we're giving him a Ricky Ricardo type accent, like. Jello, I'm home. <laughs> I'm home, Jamie. <laughs> Not that severe. You're right. You're right. Batter up. <laughs> Jello. Um, <laughs> Jello. Sweet chariot. Okay. Um, but you know what? Uh, there are some stories that happened. Every week there's new stories. So let's not focus on the the past stories. Let's let's talk about what's going on. Um like you know recently and recently and rachel i know you're not a fan of the, these women but what? this actually was a big deal the keeping up with the kardashians is finally ending oh snap after 14 years 20 wow. seasons wow. 14 wow. years 25 facelifts <laughs> um 23 butts 23 butts 34 100, 100 dudes uh, <laughs> 
a hundred dudes. That's yeah. You're being you're being generous. You're being uh, generous there. Maybe a little bit more. How many crying fights? Uh, you know, not that I watch the show. How do I know so much detail? Um, I used to watch the show back in the day. Like, uh, you know, old girlfriend was like watched it, and she forced me to watch. And I'm doing the quote, air quotes. Uh, <laughs> that's how long it's been on you're talking like girlfriends ago it's been on so i said 14 years 20 seasons that's almost as much as the simpsons Dang. and you know what and that's another family that doesn't age and has like unnaturally orange <laughs> yellow skin orangey skin, skin <laughs> yellow skin <laughs> either way it's a bad tan it's a bad tan um jamie calls every conspiracy in the book oh my oh yeah well you know what look the kardashians um we can joke about them a lot but what what do you think is uh you know what do you think is is the one thing that you know we can take from the kardashians you know that 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 symbolize what they've what they've offered the entertainment world um since mm. they've been since their show started anything wow. anybody uh, there's a lot of silence here for a reason because um, I'm just not quite sure how much they've contributed to society or has made, made it take a step back. Right. Um, I think I'm going to give them some props here, though, and tell me if you agree. But okay. I do think, you know, they have outlasted, like, you know, the 15 minutes of fame that people maybe thought that they would have, you know. They, you know, like look at the Paris Hiltons of the world and the Lindsay Lohans. Those people usually have a shelf life and Kardashians, they're still relevant. They're probably going to make, they're probably going to have a deal on Netflix with 20 more shows, but they were, they have been relevant and they're smart enough to know how to stay relevant, whatever, in whatever dysfunctional way it, it, it is, whether it's like marrying, a, you know, marrying Kanye or getting like all these facelifts or you know, NBA uh, players, NBA players or whatever, but, or just, you know, the drama that they have doing those, that Pepsi commercial that everybody hated. Uh-huh. Uh, shout out to Kendall. The Jenner. makeup. The makeup, the, the, the lip injections. Bruce but Jenner. Bruce I think Jenner. they do. They, oh my God, Bruce Jenner. Well, that's, it's not Bruce Jenner anymore. It's Caitlyn. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Caitlyn. Yeah, my yeah. bad. But, um, so I, I think that they. Kay, right? Just, I, I just realized they're like they're like super rich now like they became and they've got they've gotten rich off of like all the other things like the makeup line and on the clothing line so i gotta give them props that they've actually like they they haven't worn out their welcome uh completely and people are still talking about them after 14 years they're almost there uh jamie but go ahead they're almost there well yeah i mean i, I think the ratings for keeping up was not keeping up you know what i mean i think oh. I think eventually they were like, oh, this is, these ratings are soft now. But like I said, they'll probably do some, you know, something on Netflix. Netflix will just buy, you know, they just buy everything. So mm. um, I don't think it's the last we're going to see of them. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Um, on to some other news. The Oscars, y'all. The Oscars have new diversity rules. Hello. Finally. About time, Oscar. God damn. Oscar's a Latino name. There should Oscar. be more Latinos in the Oscars. Oscar. Yeah. Right? Oscar. Oscars. And he looks Latino. The, the actual Oscar looks like, you know, a guy from, I don't know, Colombia or something like that with a really nice, you know. He's thick. Golden brown, t- golden he's tan. Thick. Yeah, he's thick. thick. He's, he's just thick. right. Proportionate. <laughs> <laughs> he has abs. Um, he's thick. Oscar could get it. He could get it. He's thick. <laughs> but check it out. These... 
So I'm gonna get. I'm gonna tell you some of these these new diversity rules at the Oscars. So now, if this is this only is for Best Picture. So like, and starting in 2024, if you wanna win, if you wanna be eligible for Best Picture, you have to follow all of these one, two of these guidelines. And some one of the guidelines is at least one actor from an underrepresented racial or ethnic group must be cast in a significant role. Ooh, so love you, that. Interesting. So, even if it's a, if it's a, a movie about, um, you know, Jesus Christ, you know what I mean? One of the apostles has to be at least, has to be uh, ethnic. You know what I'm saying? He has to be black? He could be black. He could be like, you know, you, John the Baptist could be Juan the Bachatero. You know what I mean? <laughs> nice. Um, I like that. That works. that works. But I mean, you have to have, you can't just have like an all vanilla cast anymore, which I think is a good thing. What do you think, Rachel? I like it. I think Judas El Mentiroso has a nice sound to it. You know, <laughs> a Latino Judas. We all know one, don't all we? All day, all day. I mean, Jesus Cristo <laughs> is right there. <laughs> Jesus, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Look, whenever there's um, you know, a step in the right direction for the the advancement of BIPOC, especially in Hollywood, yes. Yes, it's about time. I'm so glad you brought that up as a bochiche and bite. Everybody needs to understand what goes on, you know, on the business side of Hollywood, too. And so let's make noise about it, people. Let's keep writing, sharing stories. Now they're building laws and mandates in our favor. Let's rock that shit. It's important. It's important. And, um, And, you know, also the story... Another one of the guidelines, if you don't want to follow the other one, the, the other guideline is the story must center on women, LGBTQ people, or another a racial or ethnic group, or the disabled. So they're really, they're getting everybody in there. Everybody's wow. getting represented. The Oscars is actually saying, um, we want, we're going to force you to, to, ha- to, rep- to have representation because it doesn't seem like, you know, uh, encouraging you is helping. So now we're going to tell you, you want to win Best Picture? You better have some variety. Wow. Yo, you know what I would love to do for a living? I'd love to be like, you know, the Oscars police, the one who makes the phone call like, hi, um, excuse me, Mr. Steven Spielberg. <laughs> I have to talk to you. I have a spiel to talk about with you right oh now. So you not cast it. Like, I want to do that, you know, to make the phone call. I reviewed the numbers and only three of your people behind the camera are of color. You know, <laughs> who gets that? Who gets to do that? There's going to be, there's probably someone who has that job that, that they're, they're the ones that are just walking around, like making sure like, yo, um, what they're just going up to people like, what nationality are you? <laughs> are you, are you a quarter or anything? Because right now I see a lot of white people on this set. <laughs> I need some more. This is not happening. <laughs> yeah. But, so shout out to the Oscars. Um, unfortunately, this is only for Best Picture. Best Actor and Best uh, Actress, y- you can still have an all-white. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit, <man. laughs> yeah. But, you know, one step at a time. One step at a time. Baby steps. Uh, the baby yeah. steps. Uh, <laughs> final, final bite for today. Season 8, Episode 1. Uh, Louis Vuitton is releasing a face shield with golden studs. What? That's worth $1,000. What? This is to protect luxury buyers from the coronavirus. What do you think about this super luxurious uh, facial mask? Well, I I pre-ordered mine. It's on layaway. (laughs) So I probably won't get it until the vaccine is well, well spread throughout the world. (laughs) 
<laughs> I think, uh, yeah, I think our first responders, our hospital staff, should be getting the Louis Vuitton mask. I, I agree why, with you. Why, why don't they get the, the mask with the golden studs, all right? I want, <laughs> I want them to feel good. I want them to feel, you know, because nowadays we've been wearing so many masks that now we've reached the, the point of like, okay, how do I make this look good now? You know what I mean? Because at first, when we started putting masks, it was just like, yo, give me the whatever. The first right, thing get the EPMD, whatever it's called. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the the fashionable now. masks. The PPM. Yeah, the ones that the guys in the park, they give out to you for free. I'm like, yo, give me that. I'll wear that. Don't, don't, yo, it's cool. But now people are like, yo, I want this to match. I want this to match my, my dress. <laughs> it's out of hand. It's a thing. I experienced it over the weekend at Haley. Shout out to Haley, her birthday party. Everybody showed up in these like fancy masks, and here I am wearing the one that I got for free from Donovan's school. You oh, know, shit. like a Hanes like T-shirt over my <laughs> mouth. <laughs> it's very generic, and I felt very like embarrassed about it. Um, I no mask fashion. Well, Rachel, yeah, you should um, if 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 you wanna if you wanna fork over a grand. Um, Damn. You know, look, rich people gotta, rich people gotta, they can't have coronavirus. They got shit, you they know. They got shit to do. They got shit to do. <laughs> but it, I mean, I, although I would think it'd be easier to social distance in like a mansion, but you know what I mean? But, uh, That's true. Right. Uh, or a brownstone. Fire for a moment. Are they in a one bedroom apartment with no windows? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stick with the, I'll stick with a napkin over my face. Um, <laughs> it didn't work so far. Anyways. Those are the bites for today. Wow, the first bites of the season. Wow. I was a little I, nervous. I feel bitten. I hadn't done yeah. it. You feel bitten? Yeah, in a good okay. way. A Sometimes good way. biting is good. Yeah. <laughs> like if you're a vampire. All right, well, thank you so much. I think that means now it's time for fake news. <laughs> <gasps> The first fake news of season eight, eight, eight. Live from La Gran Manzana, it's Frank Spirison News with Frank Nibs. Hello, folks. Hi, Frank. Hi, Frank. Hello, everyone. Hi, Rachel. How's everyone doing? It's good to hear your voice, Frank. You likewise, Rachel. Oh, we're Welcome back. back. Welcome back. Guys, thank you so much. I'm so happy to be back. I miss you folks so much. I have so much to tell everyone, Eloeros. I have so much news for you. I feel like I'm backed up, by the way. Whoa. Mm. Okay. Yeah. You look a little backed up. I do, right? I look a little heavier. Mm. Um, it's been a long summer. I mean, you know, we've been experiencing what we've been experiencing, guys. Um, but I got some, like, some good news for you guys. Good news. We love good news, especially yeah, when it's fake. You know, we, we need some good news. Uh, and this news is about a reset. Like right now, we're experiencing a reset, and that's why I chose this news. Mm. We're experiencing a new reset, new season, season eight. Season, is, season eight, eight is a good number, by the way. It's a great number. Why? Occultly, um, it, it, it signifies and, and it, it, uh, it, it brings good luck, by the way. I'm not going to get into it, Rachel. It's really deep. But I'm going to talk to you about... You're asking the wrong questions, Rachel. No, no, it's a Sorry. great... The number eight is great. It's a great number. After seven, the eight is great. Mm, okay. Seven is my favorite number, so eight is even better. You know, that means we're ascending to a, a better place. And I want to talk to you guys about a reset that happened in the past. So we shouldn't be so scared about this reset that we're experiencing right now. Okay. This new world reset of the Tartarian Empire 
Say what? This happened about 200 years ago, guys. This is a part of history that's never been spoken about. And I'm going to... The Tartarian Empire. Is that like yeah. a Greek restaurant in Astoria? Something like that, Rachel. <laughs> this Tartarian re- uh, Empire came from Russia. And oh, Russia, da. Vidanya. Yes, Rachel. And I know you do a good Russian uh, interpretation. Well, my family hails from Russia, so please continue. We love yes, Trump. We go. love Trump over here. And guys... <laughs> Make Russia empire. great again. Guys, great... <laughs> Great Russian interpretation. But guys, this empire ruled the whole world back in the days. This empire was taken out from the history books by the Russians, by the Chinese, and the Americans. Okay, guys? And this, there was a mud flood in the, in like the 17 or 1800. A a mud flood. Damn, you really are back. You really are back, though. Yes, I am. Yeah, that sounds like (laughs) Jamie's bathroom on a Sunday. (laughs) Yo, Jamie, yo, Jamie, you better not be doing a mud flood in my bathroom. Jamie, I told you not to drink so much milk. <laughs> Guys, this mud flood was so, so, so big that it covered up a lot of the buildings and things that were built in this country early in the 1700s. There were buildings, there were monuments, there were things that were built in this country. And this, this is not spoken about, guys. I'm letting you on to something that's like really huge. This is called the Tartarian Empire, guys. This was like the New World Order back in the days. People call it the Old World New Order before the New World Order took over. Wait, so the Old World New Order, but before the New New World Order. Correct, Jamie. I'm so lost. I'm so lost. But go ahead, continue. Well, Rachel, this Old World New Order had wireless technology. They had the best of the best. They had wireless technology. They had Wi-Fi in the 1700s? They were. <laughs> Jamie, I know you don't believe it, but they did. And I want people to look into this. I want people to hashtag this. It's called the Mud Flood Society. I want, you, I want people to hashtag Mud Flood. I want people to hashtag Tartarian Empire. I want you guys to really look into this. This was an empire and a civilization that lived before us that was way ahead of us, technology speaking. Mm. And we don't know about this. Well, and they, they don't know about this. And I'm, you, I'm sorry. And I'm talking to you guys about this today because we're experiencing a new new. Now we're learning that Columbus was a fraud. We're taking down all these statues and what have you. Mm. So there's a lot for us to learn. And I want you guys to really go into this. Like even uh, the maps from the 1600s talks about this Tartarian Empire, which was close to Russia. And they've like really taken this whole thing out of the like history books and like from the educational system. So, so were these were these people ancestors of like Steve Jobs or something? If they were like so technically advanced than everybody else? Well, well, it's so coincidental, uh, uh, Jamie. You have uh, a building behind you on your uh, on your on your on your uh, on your live feed right now that I'm looking at, and that's like a, a building from Russia. Their architecture and their mathematics in terms of building their mon- their monolithic um, buildings that they build, like the Capitol Building. Like the Ro- like the Rome Colosseum, like the gra- like the Ch- uh, Grand World of China, they build a lot of things that are not uh, in uh, in history books. They're spoken of like other people did it, but it was actually them. Okay, oh. so they built all these buildings, and there was this mud flood, and it was huge, and it was so huge, Rachel, that it covered up. California was not attached to the United States at one point, and when this mud flood happened it put California part of the United States 
And Rachel, you know, when we were in California, we spoke about this uh, fault line. That yes, fault line, the San Andreas Fault. Yes, that fault line was not actually connected at one point. When this mud flood happened, it actually connected California to the actual United States. That's how big this mud flood was. Mud flood. I feel like that's the that's a drink that I've had at Wet Willie's in Miami. <laughs> Yo, I got effed up on a mud flood and I catch a cab, all right? Yes, <laughs> guys, and this mud flood was so huge that, you know, they started um, like changing history and they started changing the narrative of what's going on. And right now we're kind of experiencing something like that with um, like, you know, football teams taking their names off like the Washington Redskins. You can't coach yourself the, the Redskins anymore. We're Aren't they now like the football team or something? Yes. And we're experiencing this with... They got to do that with the Indians. The they Cleveland. are with Christopher Columbus. Oh, oh yeah. Cleveland. Are they still the Indians? They're still the Indians. I feel like that's, that's almost yes. worse like, than Redskins. They're knocking like, down all the statues. So guys, insane. The Cleveland Tainos, just saying. Yes. has a ring to it. Yes. Guys, insane that. This Tartarian empire that existed many years ago. And I want, I want the Elohim to look into this. And, and I mean, it's too much to really cover right now. But really, I want to ask you guys, with this new new right now that we're experiencing, how do you guys feel about this? Like, with this new new and these new things that are coming about. And how are we going to move forward now with the new new? We're finding out about history. And some of the history that was presented to us when we were young it's not actually true, like Christopher Columbus. How are you guys like taking this in right now, Rachel? Well, I think it's bizarre that all of the textbooks that we were forced to read, you know, in school back in the day, you know, we held them to such truth, didn't we? Yes, like we in did. school, we yep. were like, well, if it says that Christopher Columbus found America, then all hail the Nina, the pizza, and the goddamn Santa Maria. But and that's not the he never came to the United States. You know what? <laughs> so I, I have to say, like, you know, the new new needs to also be reflected in the history that we're going to teach, you know, the, the future generations. Very so if we're already forgetting about empires that existed. And listen, this, these mud people, if they brought or invented a mud fight, then that's great because them and Wu-Tang got me into mud fighting. So... <laughs> You know what I'm saying? All hail to the mud people. We can't forget empires like that. And let's rewrite the textbooks. They need to be rewritten anyway. Look, My the, take, the, tar the tartar sauce empire, I feel like... Uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> I read that wrong. The Tartarian... The Tartarian, tar -tar. Tar -tar. The Tartarian um, I feel like, is almost like their version of millennials. I feel like they, they were kind of ahead of technology. They were kind of... Um, you know, creating jobs for themselves that weren't there before. And so yes. maybe a lot of the millennials nowadays have a little bit of tartar in them. Oof. Jamie, I would agree with you. Mm -hmm. I would wholeheartedly agree with you. And LOLs, when you look into this, I want you to look into the, I mean, hashtag this on Instagram, Mud Flood Society, Mud Flood, Tartarian Empire, Tartar Tartaria, Tartarian. And you guys will find out about Tartarion? this. Yes. Hey, yo, Tartarion. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of different <laughs> words. for dinner. But I want you guys to look into this. You're going to be very surprised. Their technology was way advanced than ours. I mean, you're going to be really surprised. Like, even some of the things that you thought Europeans brought over to the Americas was already here. Like, the railroad system. 
like you see a lot of pictures and uh, you see like grand architecture like you would never see. You would see monolithic uh, like uh, uh, architecture like you would never see. Like some of these buildings that you see in New York were not built by Europeans. They were built by Tartarians. The architecture, the masonry on some of these buildings is impossible. The stonework is, I mean, impeccable. You guys yo, have ma, seen. Yo, Ma, your stonework, yo, that shit. Right. Like oh, this, this. Why are you looking at my stones, though, motherfucker? <laughs> why are you looking at my yo, stones? Yo, it's, it's impeccable. What you want me to say? My right. eyes are here. My stones are down there. Right. And a lot of these buildings exist in San Francisco and San Diego area. Like where this, I mean, and there was like mud floods in Boston and a lot of these places. And like you see these Capitol buildings and you see the churches. These places were like back in the days, they were like, they were like generators basically for the world. There was free energy all over. Like well, this thing. There's things that we don't know, guys. Frank, civilization. Frank, I think there's so much more to the Tartarian Empire that you have to do a part two of this. Yes, I Maybe agree. Jamie. Sometime later in the season, remind us of this empire because I feel like this this is an important time that a lot of people don't know about. Yes, yes. Thank you, Frank. Thank you so Long much, time, Frank. Thank Seriously. you, Eloetos. Thank you very much. Woo! Woo! Yo, where are my mommies at? You know what time it is. It's time for Mamadi. Urecho la loca. Mamadi, Mamadi, time for some Mamadi, 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 time for some Mamadi, 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 time for some Mamadi, Urecho la loca. Yes, it's back, the Mommity segment for season eight. I mean, distance learning and homeschooling, whatever the phrase is uh, with these kids. I got a lot to talk about. You've been going through it. Got a lot of Mommity in the bag, but today I want to talk about something that's very real. I mean, they're always going to be real, but this just happened. Um, Okay, so he started school, my five-year-old. The two-year-old starts his Zoom classes next week. Yes, there are Zoom classes for two-year-olds. And... It was going great, actually. The first day of school went off without a hitch. The classroom was built. It was great. Second day, I said, great. You know, second day was a Friday, so it was the end of the week. I was like, wow, this worked out really well. And then the last class came. And I'm upstairs putting Benji down for his nap. I'm in earshot of what's happening just down the stairs in the uh, learning annex that I created that used to be my living room. And... I hear I had a caca accident come out of Donovan's mouth and I knew he was still on Zoom. And so when I went down the staircase, I saw what was happening. Basically, my wonderful son, who I love so much and who did nothing wrong. um, If he ever hears this episode in the future, you did nothing wrong. Okay. Um, He was in three classes back to back with no bathroom break. So when he went to make caca, there was a little bit of an accident situation. He dropped his drawers, left the pants in the bathroom, went back to the Zoom screen and just gave the whole kindergarten class full frontal and announced to everybody and announced to everyone that he had had a caca accident and that he was sorry to have missed class. He didn't want to miss class. <laughs> wow. Damn. So many emotions. It's like heartbreaking, hilarious, and like ridiculous at the same time. Okay, so they, what is the deal with like three classes in a row without a break for a bunch of what, four-year-olds? Three-year-olds? Five-year-olds. I mean, I, you know, I don't remember my bladder at that time, but I'm pretty sure I was pooping like every other minute. Yeah, yeah. So 
I think the school has course corrected since it happened because I'm sure they heard it from other parents. And look, we're all doing this at the same time. There's no, you know, rule book to follow. This is COVID. This is happening real time. We have to adjust. And I understand. And I in no way feel any kind of anything towards the teachers or the school. I think they're doing a wonderful job. These are just such uncertain times. I have to talk about this shit because I'm like, wait a minute. What? Wait, what just happened? So like, do I talk to the school and like make a stink, no pun intended, about it? Um, or do I just sort of like not like pretend that it didn't even happen? You know what I'm saying? But the, the net net is that like, I think what we have to do is just reprogram a bit and let the children know like you're not in the classroom. So you can't really make the announcement that you had a caca accident to your teacher because she's not here. You know, mommy's got to wipe your coolie. So tell mommy. You know what I mean? But but that's reprogramming. So I don't know, you guys. I could talk about this a lot. I just felt for a minute there when I got the call at 7.45 in the evening on a Friday night that I got in trouble. You know Did what I'm she saying? Get pa- were parents like, okay, my daughter saw um, a, a, you know, a decent-sized five-year-old <laughs> penis. <laughs> and she has a lot of questions, and so do I. So can I get in touch with his mother? No, but nobody saw. Luckily, luckily, it's funny you ask, they were on screen share mode at the time. Uh, they were focusing on a worksheet or a video on the screen like and th- not so much the little thumbnails on the side. Mm. Unless you scroll uh, to page two of the thumbnails, you might have gotten a treat, but I don't know. What you call it? <laughs> what you call it a thumbnail, mommy? Oh my God, stop it. It's so far from a thumbnail. Stop it. It's scary. Um, um Yo, that's kind of crazy, though. I mean, but like, I mean, this that's the that's how Zoom. I mean, so, OK, I, I had this question, too. Like, are you do you leave him alone during class? Like, it's like, do the teachers encourage the, the, the parents to just leave them in the room and don't you know, you're not sitting in the corner watching them learn. You're just like you do you for the next Couple, you know, hour well, that's interesting because actually I cloned myself. So my clone is downstairs with him mm-hmm. during school hours and then I'm upstairs with the baby or vice versa. I right. kind of do, you know, like different clone appearances. Yeah. Um, right. But to answer your question, I try to be in the two places at the same time as best as possible. But I really think it's utterly physically, humanly impossible if you have more than one child. Uh, you know, unless you got that nanny money or that tutor money and hopefully one day I will, but right now I don't. So, you know, I, I know we're all like learning together. If you guys have advice out there for me, I think this momity segment is just going to turn into that. I need help. So hit me up at Rachel La Loca or we are Latinos out loud on Instagram. We want to hear from you and other moms out there too, or dads, you got some dilemmas that you want to talk about. Bring us the topics. This is the segment. And uh, Jamie, my last question to you, because you are the product of private school, you know, do you remember your mom like being pet, you know, getting those phone calls from school? Because I was pet. I felt like I was sent to the principal or the headmaster's office uh, late Friday evening. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, Catholic schools, like, yeah, I mean, anything that is not, you know, something that they feel is... um, god's way or something like that they'll just they'll like you know it's funny because i used to go to the bathroom when i was in in my catholic school when i was younger and friends would tell me that when i was in the urinal i would bring i would put my pants down all the way to my i even took my underwear down so basically when i was in the urinal i was ass out to everybody and my friend are you showing everybody your junk in school (laughs) they saw my junk they saw like 
the junk in the trunk. And they, my friends told me, they, they, they told me this like when I was older and I was like, I didn't re I, I remember doing it, but I didn't realize it was like a weird thing. And if any one of them told their parents though, I, you know, I, I, the, the principal would have probably not expelled me, suspended me. Mm. Um, because, you know, Catholic schools don't play. They're not, they know you pay that money. And even now with what was going on with the pandemic is like, you know, the public schools got question marks. Catholic schools were like, yo, we going to be open. Okay. We got to, <laughs> we got the power of Jesus. The power of Christ compels us. <laughs> open. Don't worry about it. Bring your kids here. Make sure the check is, is goes out to, you know, the church and we good. Um, yo, it's not like we're running a nudist colony up in my apartment, but we're not very like, go put your pants on. Like, you know, if you're wearing your underwear and it's a hot day, it's fine. You know what I mean? It's fine. So I think I need to change that a little bit, too. Anyway, that's Mommy for the week. We'll talk next week about Woo! By the way, guys, I got I have a caca break I got to do, so I'll be back. Jamie, too soon. Uh, too, guys, bye-bye. All right, everybody. It's time for Que Lo Que. You guys, it's time for the first Keloke of season eight. So, Frank, Keloke! Guys, the premier film event in the country is back at a familia. The New York Latino Film Festival returns September 14th to the 20th. Guys, the culture is not canceled. For over two decades, they have been relentlessly pushing the culture forward. And it will continue blazing trails for the creatives of colors tomorrow, guys. I can't wait for it. I love it. Yeah. Film festival is back. Speaking Hold of the down. film, speaking of the film festival, um, Yero, everybody Woo! knows Yero. All right, shout out to the crew at Yero.com, the news and lifestyle platform for Latino man. Um, they recently chopped it up with Calixto Chinchilla, mm. uh, who has been a guest on our show. That's my brother. Um, and to find out how the, the New York Latino Film Festival is still making their festival happen despite a pandemic. Wow, that's amazing. They can't hold us back, y'all. Oh. We doing a film festival whether, you know, whether you want it, whether the CDC wants us to or not. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, but, yo, you heard it right. Um, so that should be very interesting. Calixa is always an interesting um, conversation. And visit Yero.com for the full story, y'all. Um, and also, you guys, where can people follow you? You got to let them know. Que lo que? Frank, okay. drop the socials. Guys, que lo que? I want to give a shout out, guys, to Desiree Para Garcia on Facebook. This young lady hits me up all the time from Arizona. She gives me the love. She gives Rachel the love. She Hi. gives Jamie the love. She gives Mike the love all the oh, time. Oh, wow. Guys, she gives Tibby the love all the time. R.I.P. She hit me up while everything was going down. I want to give her a huge shout out. I want to give a huge shout out to the Latino Film Festival. They're keeping shit rolling in New York City while everything is falling apart. I want to give a huge shout out to Calixo. Calixo always gives me a shout out. He calls me up. He tells me how I'm doing. He says how Latinos are allowed <laughs> doing. Guys, 
please check out Latinos. La- he sees how I'm doing. He asked yeah. me if I do if I have a caca right now. Asking me the weather. He asked me if I got a caca break. Yes, I need a caca break. I go, you know, I take a caca break. I come back. He tells me how the caca was. Yes, uh, guys. No, right now the city. Right now, I mean, for the people out there, right now in New York City, ain't shit. Ain't nothing popping. Ain't nothing popping. Latinos. Latinos Out Loud is popping, and the New York Film Festival is popping right now. Wow. All right. All right. Well, I'm going to keep it quick and, and, and painless. Um, my socials are uh, Jay Ferns Instagram and J underscore Ferns Twitter. Uh, Mike uh, Bago never cha- got to change my Twitter handle like he said he was. He said he was going to give me Jay Ferns at Twitter. He never did. And he's going to have. That's why he, he left. That's why he oh! left. Oh! <laughs> now. So he's going to have to live with that. Live oh boy. Um, okay. And that's it. Well, thank you so much, Jamie, Frank. You guys, I got to drop a quick shout out to The Ring, our partners over at Ring Cam. It is all the rage right now. They are a sponsor and supporter of Latinos Out Loud, and they want to protect you. So I don't know if you guys have seen these video doorbells, uh, but they can save you from a lot of bad experiences, including package theft, and just give you a better sense of security. And guess what? If you go to ring.com slash loud right now you can learn all about the starter kit and get it on sale for $1.99 it includes the chime and it includes the video doorbell you guys I have two of their products okay and I cannot tell you and by the way one of them was before they became a partner so no bias here I have a crib cam a nanny cam they used to call them and with our first kid I dropped like 300 balls on a camera okay and it was great but it didn't have the best night vision but then Edgar was like, yo, Amazon's pushing this camera. Let's order the ring. Best thing that has ever happened. Under $100. Quality crisp on the app. You could see it in daytime, nighttime. I hear when the baby's breathing. I hear when the baby's dreaming. I can hear his dreams through the ring cam. It's really amazing. Anyway, that's a lie. But the cam has really given me some sense of peace, (laughs) peace of mind, especially when he was an infant. Now, the other um, product that they gave me, look, my parents' neighborhood in Brooklyn is kind of just becoming more populated. And with that, of course, crime is going to increase. I worry about them. They're elderly. And so thankfully, the people at Ring sent me one of these video doorbells and we all feel so much better. Uh, They can talk to the people delivering food from upstairs in the recliner chair. It's really amazing. So check it out. Go to ring.com slash loud. Get your starter kit for $1.99. And um, that's all I got as far as shout outs. I want to just say thank you to all the listeners for your patience. You've hit us up in the DMs. You've told us that you are excited to have us back. We're back with you. So please holler at us. Send us any ideas for guests or topics that you want us to cover this season at We Are Latinos Out Loud on Instagram. You could follow me at Rachel La Loca. Lots coming for you. It's good to be back. And on that note, we out! There have never been more options for your next vehicle, but the right choice has never been clearer. That's because Toyota has a high-performing hybrid built for your exact needs, like the stylish all-new Camry XSE Hybrid and Venza, the spacious Highlander and all-new Sienna with more cargo space, and the fuel-efficient and high-performing RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota hybrids save you time and money, filling up less often at the gas station. And of course, all with 10-year, 150,000-mile warranty on new models. Take the next step. Visit Toyota. Toyota.com slash hybrid or your local Toyota dealership to learn more.